Welcome on into episode four of the Just Chuck It podcast, a Chuckers and Royals podcast. My name is Greg Mraz. I am the director of broadcasting and media relations for the Idaho Falls Chuckers. With me, as always, is Chris Hall, the director of promotions and public relations. Chris, I know that the promotions part isn't technically a part of your title, but that's basically what you do anyway. I would say that's a more accurate description of what I do than public relations during the season. Yeah, how many press releases have you written during the year, and how many have I written? Um, I've written three. How many have you written? Uh, Every game recap, all-stars, opening day roster, players of the week. So if you count all the game recaps in there, I'd probably say about 70. All right. Yeah, director of public relations is – that can be yours. Praise be Gord. Praise be Gord. So it's been a while since we've come to you, and we're getting ready for playoff time. And before we get into, like, the nitty-gritty of anything, Chris, do you want to give the Chucker fans listening here in Idaho Falls, or, hey, maybe you want to uh, venture on out to the great 208 – what fans can do in regards to playoff tickets. So playoff tickets are available. Make sure you call in and get them. Reserve season seats um, by September 2nd. If you're a season seat holder listening to this, you have until September 2nd to decide that you want your seats for the playoffs or they are going to be opened up to the public online and through the gift shop. Uh, We are also really, really proud to announce that – Summit Insurance, they're a new insurance company here in town. They've worked in Jackson Hole for a long time. They are the official sponsors of the Chuckers 2019 playoffs run. They are going to have a lot of tickets. They do have a lot of tickets available for anyone that stops by their office. It's in the Heritage Building on 17th Street. Um, Dropped off a lot of tickets to them the other day. They still have some. Make sure you swing by. They'll give you some free playoff tickets if you come by their office. That's awesome. Our friends at Summit Insurance are doing that for us and and helping get the the playoff chucks ready to roll. And and I think that that's a good transition point into the chuckers rolling into the playoffs. Chris, it's been a little bit of a struggle for the chuckers as we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Probably have this up on Wednesday. Chuckers have lost five in a row. They only have two road games left the rest of the year. Nine of the last 11 will be at home. Chuckers just finished up a six-game road trip with two of them here at Melaleuca Field because Missoula, they ran into field issues, and because of that, we had to play two unscheduled home games here. That was quite an experience, to say the least, broadcasting for your own team and your own ballpark as the road team. I know that John and I screwed it up a couple of times. We, we tried to actually make it at, like we were in Missoula. Uh, I was hoping for a peanut inning. We didn't get that. Charlie Chucker, though, did sprint in from left field like Ali Osprey and, and spaz out in front of home plate, so that was uh, kind of authentic. But uh, what was the experience for you like? You know, they oh. were only the uh, second and third road games I've ever been to since I've been a member of the Chuckers. The first and second that I've ever worked as a member of the Chuckers. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, it was a weird it was a weird time. I mean, I'm sure it was the same for everyone that works here and most of our fans. You know, I got to text it about 2 o'clock in the morning from our general manager, Kevin Green, saying these games are going to be happening here after he walked by you and I the night before and told us sounded like it was for sure going to be a Missoula. So we had planned for that. We went and you know got all the preparations ready for the team to be on the road. And I just woke up to a, to a text telling me it was going to be here. And, I mean, it was a little exciting. I love watching Chuckers baseball, but also – 
you know, had the hope up of uh, having a quick day the next day and ended up working two extra games. But we got through it, Greg. How was it for you? Well, I'd say that the intriguing thing for me, Chris, is that I had not yet gone to bed. I was kind of suspicious of this thing in limbo. I had to do a little bit of laundry. And when we got the notification that the games were going to be here, I hadn't gone to bed yet. Now, if I had gone to bed, I would have woken up at 6 a.m., would have hauled my butt here to the field to get on the bus, then only probably to have found out that, oh, hey, I'm not going anywhere. So to for me, I was very happy that I found out that we were playing here before I actually went to bed. So it, it felt normal for me. It felt like a, a normal home game day. Certainly the Osprey got off the bus, and they were just gassed because they had gone – Two great falls. They hadn't decided whether or not they were going to play at home. They could have come here to Idaho Falls, but they went back to Missoula and then came back here to Idaho Falls. So quite an interesting experience. The Chuckers then go on the road. They get swept in Billings. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things, Chris, where you look at what happened in Billings and you just see a team that they're, they're kind of in one sense or another – they're kind of running on empty a little bit, but I think as the playoffs start to come around, you're going to see a little bit more of, a, of an exciting tune here at Melaleuca Field. So I got to ask you, as the playoffs come around, what is going to be the key for this club? Because you've got consistent performers at the top of the lineup in Clay Dungan and Jose Marquez. Michael Amodi is TBD in terms of whether he returns this year. For those of you who don't know, the Chuckers played at home against Billings, and I believe it was the 18th. They won that game. But Michael Amodi pulled up lame, running down the first baseline in the ninth inning. Turns out it was a calf injury. He is rehabbing it right now, hoping to get back here for the playoffs. But a couple of additions coming to the roster today. One of them, another catcher, Paul Mondesi, who was on this roster at the beginning of the year. Michael Amodi is this team's leader, so... I think the difference between success and possibly an exit is going to be whether his presence is felt here or not. You know, the team, and I think the fans are going to miss him. He's been since the start of the season, but I'd say especially about two, three weeks into the season, he has been the most consistent chucker. He's been, especially with his power numbers, he's someone that seemed like there was a stretch that you could rely on him almost every game hitting a home run. And... We're going to miss that. We're going to miss it. We hope that he gets better. Um, at least the home games, I don't know about on the road. It seemed like the catchers that played for him stepped up very well. Wyatt Mascarella and Steven Vidal had great games here at home, hitting the ball well. Didn't quite have those power numbers that you get from Michael Amodi, but it sure would be nice to get him back for a playoff run. So then I want to talk about the playoff opponent. Right now, it looks like it's going to be the Billings Mustangs. Granted, it, it's nothing is for sure at this point, but you look at the way that Billings is set up at the moment. They are five games up on Missoula with 11 left to go. They play seven of the last 11 games of their season against the Missoula Osprey with three in Missoula starting tonight. Tonight, we mean Tuesday. If they sweep, they're going to be eight games up with eight games left to go. And that pretty much is going to be sayonara, see you later, adios pelota. 
if they get swept, they'll be two games up with seven left to go. So I look at the way that the Billings roster shapes up right now. They've got the second-best pitching staff in the league. From an offensive perspective, they are second in the league in hitting at a 270 average. They're a very complete team at the moment. One of the guys that has been huge is an undrafted free agent by the name of James Free, who has hit four of his seven homers against the Chuckers. Second-year pro Leonardo Seminati, he's hit four of his eight homers against the Chuckers. It's a team that really hasn't changed a lot throughout the year, but what has changed is the Chuckers' performance against them. In the first nine games that they played against Billings this year, all of them in the first half, the Chuckers went 8-1 and one against the Mustangs. They finished 11-9 and nine on the regular season against Billings. Chris, this Mustang team last year finished last in the first half. They won the second half. Same thing this year. Last in the first half and a really good chance to win the second half. You know, this is Billings has been a tough team when we've seen them come through. Uh, Leonardo Seminati is someone that we've talked about in the press box and um, just around the ballpark of, for a long time, I thought, just watching Chuckers games only primarily, that Leonardo Seminati was like a like a Pioneer League MVP candidate. And then it was it's always been shocking to see his overall numbers when it seems like he's hitting about 800 against the Chuckers. Um, it's just a team we've struggled with, but that's something that's been pretty consistent throughout the Chucker season is inconsistency. Um, we can get really hot and it's really fun or, you know, it seems like especially the pitching can be, um, have give up a big first couple innings. The rest of the team gets down and we don't catch back up. Um, it's something that can be nice for the playoffs. If we can get hot at the right time, it'd be great to see, but I mean, it, currently at the pace they're going, I'd, I'd love to see Missoula in the playoffs and not Billings. The one thing that the Chuckers do have to their advantage right now is that they can set up the playoff rotation the way that they want to. I was talking with Clayton Mortensen a little bit yesterday, and I think that what you want is a possible combo of an Alec Marsh and Nathan Webb, maybe as a tandem, to go your first game. Because Marsh... His stuff is pure. His fastball will touch 94, and he's got a really good slider. Nathan Webb, meanwhile, has dominated Billings for the most part this year. Now, he gave up four runs in four innings against them on Saturday. However, only one of those runs was earned, so he has allowed 28 and a third innings, or rather he's thrown 28 and a third innings of work this year, and he's allowed just two earned runs against the Mustangs. It's also going to be a really quick turnaround. So initially, we thought that the Chuckers were going to go up early on Sunday. But as it turns out, it looks like I'll be riding on the bus after Saturday night's game. Probably have to write the recap for the Saturday game against Great Falls on the bus up to Billings. I think it's safe to assume the Chuckers will play the Mustangs at this point. But it's going to be a really quick turnaround because once they get to Billings, then they're going to come right back to Idaho Falls after the game and play a 7:15 game on Monday. So it's going to be an absolute whirlwind, Chris, and you know what? I'm all about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm excited. Never been to the playoffs. I think a lot of these guys will be excited. will be energized. We'll see a little bit more of the, uh, the excitement that we saw in the first half of these guys feeling like they have something to play for a little more. Um, but Greg, I don't. I, I'm going to do everything I can to go to possibly Billings with you. I think that'd be a lot of fun. 
and then you know we'll have everything ready here at Melaleuca Field for you. You're going to be tired. We'll have some coffee. We'll have everything ready to go for you, for the players, and then we How are going to— How dare if you cater to me? I don't expect that at all. Don't cater to me. And then we I are... can handle myself. We are going to pack Melaleuca Field for that night. That Monday night game— we are going to be busy. We are going to have all of Idaho Falls out here supporting this team, hopefully. It'll be great to come back with a win already in hand and uh, clinch a spot in the Pioneer League Championship game here, Game 2, at Malaluka Field. But if there's one thing I can promise, it's that these fans are going to be ready for us. This is Just Chuck It, an Idaho Falls Chuckers podcast and a Kansas City Royals prospect podcast. By the way, we, we advertise ourselves as a Kansas City Royals prospect podcast. We haven't really talked a ton about Royals prospects this year, but there have been a lot of former Chuckers that have made their big league debut this year. Mel Breeze Valoria, May Breeze Valoria, Ryan O'Hearn has been a part of the Royals for the second half of this year. Uh, going to high A, you look at guys like Chris Bubich, who fell an out shy of throwing a no-hitter. Jonathan Bolin, who already threw a no-hitter this year. A 2017 Chucker, Brewer Hicklin, who had a span of five homers in the span of three games, including a three-for-three three performance with three home runs. I mean, th- there there is a lot to be excited about in Kansas City going forward for the future. And, Chris, you have been here for three years now, so you've gotten to see some of these guys that are, are rising the ranks and, and starting to make an impact in KC. What what who's one guy that you have seen here that's already making an impact at a high level that you just remember from three years ago? Well, I wanna start by saying probably one of the most exciting moments in Idaho Falls baseball history. It was the year before I started here, fourth of July I came to that game and Maysbury's Valoria hit a walk off grand slam in the tenth inning to win that game. Um place was crazy and it's kind of endeared Mabry's Valoria to the whole city because of that one moment I mean he had a great season too obviously um so it's awesome to see him up with the team um Jonathan Bowen last year here and he is just absolutely killing it as he's moved up higher Chris Bubich is someone that um reminds me a little bit of Alec Marsh in that you know Chris Bubich wasn't allowed to go real deep into games last year um, had, you know, when you have, you're only pitching three innings, ERA can be a little inconsistent. One bad game can kind of mess with your numbers a little bit. Um, but as he's kind of been able to work longer into games as we've moved up, the stuff has really been able to play and you've been able to see how great of a player he's been. Um, someone that we're all rooting for here. He was great to have here last year. And I'm just excited to see as these players move on. Brewer Hicklin that you mentioned was Everybody here loves Brewer Hicklin, just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I'm sure Kyle Isabel from last year is someone that we'll be talking about in the future with the Royals. And it's exciting to just be in on this ground level, be able to tell your friends, you know, I knew Brewer Hicklin when he was in rookie ball. And so it's it's getting exciting, and what an awesome experience, what an awesome job that we get to work, Greg. I think one of the perspectives for me, now I've worked with several organizations and for me, it's really cool. Like, I go back to, in 2016, I had a rotation in Clinton, Iowa, of guys like 
Luis Gohara, who made his big league debut with the Braves just a year later. Zach Littell, who made his big league debut with the Twins at the back end of 2018. Granted, the Mariners traded a bunch of the guys that I had. Art Warren, who is throwing 99 in double A and is probably going to be a September call-up. It's just so cool to look back and, and have hindsight on these and say, hey, I remember when. And for a lot of these guys, for them, it's very much a I remember when. Like, think about it from this perspective. You know who started the championship clinching game for the Chuckers in 2013 up in Helena? Jake Junis. Jake Junis. There you have it. There's a guy that's made an impact at the big league level for a couple of years now. So you never know. And one of the coolest things I think about prospecting is you get to track guys' progress. Like, think about this. J.C. Cloney has been at double-A for most of this year. I mean, that's a guy that won his first nine starts here last year, goes to Lexington throwing 86 at the max and is still dominating guys, starts in Wilmington and ends up, basically sitting in double a the rest of the year and and he's going to have an opportunity to possibly be in the big leagues at some point next year and you look at the way that the royals have things set up with guys like jackson Coar, brady singer daniel lynch you know other guys like chris bubich that we just mentioned jonathan Mull. like there were three first round pitchers drafted by the royals last year that never saw idaho falls think about that Think about, like, think about the type of depth that the Royals are putting out there at the moment. It, it's really it's a fun time to be a Royal fan. I know at the big league level, it's somewhat of a struggle right now. But you look at guys like Brett Phillips, who's acquired from the Brewers. That guy's going to have a pretty big impact. I think they're going to keep Whit Merrifield, which is really going to be solid. Salvador Perez will be back, and he's been a solid catcher pretty much for the entirety of his big league career. A lot of these guys are former chuckers, so... You know, a town of 60,000 in southeastern Idaho is producing guys that are winning World Series and, and making themselves known on the national level. And, and as we go into the 2020-21 years, you're going to see a real change in the AL Central because, uh, let's be honest, like, I don't know where the White Sox are in terms of their rebuild process. It seems like they've acquired a lot of prospects. They've been stuck in neutral. The Indians are kind of like on the back end of their window you know, they've already traded Trevor Bauer. I don't think Corey Kluber is going to stick around for much longer. Shane Bieber, obviously, a guy that they've produced that has been a big impact guy. Who the heck knows where the Tigers are at at this point? I think the Twins are going to be here to stay for a little while. As the Royals continue to develop this homegrown talent, it's basically going to be like what you saw coming up in 13 and then into 2014. We're like, hey, this is a team that's got some talent. Maybe they acquire a couple guys here or there. And you know what? You also have to face the stark reality that there could be some guys that we see here that are going to be making their big league debuts in other organizations. You know, it's it's a part of baseball that doesn't get talked enough about here in Idaho Falls. I mean, someone you forgot to mention, too, that I think, you know, he's been hurt this second half of the year, but I think he's one of the most exciting players in all of baseball and a former trucker, Alberto Mondesi, is electric to watch with the speed-power combination, started here in Idaho Falls, um, and that's just somebody that I think people that come to the games, season seat holders, people that are here every game that really get to know these players, get to watch them, get to know the name. How exciting to be them in three years. I know a lot of our fans become Royals fans and to see these guys come up to become your favorite players on the major league level and to root for them for the next 15 to 20 years. That's something special that not every city gets to do. 
This has been Just Chuck It, a Kansas City Royals and Idaho Falls Chuckers podcast. We'll try and come at you a little bit more with some of these, but for my partner Chris Hall, this is Greg Mraz saying so long from Melaleuca Field. Again, this is Just Chuck It.